together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, 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 yo! What's going on? My name's Hartzell. That's Kitty. This right here, this show, this program, it's the KC Morning Show. Kitty. Okay, how we doing? Let's take this L on the chin. Act like you've been there. What the heck was that? I, I bought new shoes. I tied them up real nice. Ready to run it back, Kitty. I really was. I thought we were. All of us did. But let Tampa continue to break out with COVID after this. Yeah, let them have this. We you don't know, need this. we ain't celebrating now. Ain't no one going anywhere. We got all this snow. I remember reading an article last year about how we may have saved an outbreak in San Francisco because that's what Kansas City does. Yeah. Even in losses, we win. An ethical victory. This whack ass weather um, got me off work. I don't have to go in today. Maybe not tomorrow. It's going to be cold for like ever. After uh, after Valentine's Day, we might see the sun again. That groundhog, though, he was spitting. What an ass. He knew. He warned us, and yet we all joked and said, how long before PETA steps in? But <laughs> he done told us like he does every year. Should have been listening. Kitty, shall we do a weather dealio? I mean, we just teed it up, so yeah. <laughs> might right. as well. Monday, 12 degrees. Variably cloudy. Snow showers on and off all day. Just gross. I was terrified yesterday, Kitty. I'm doing public radio, and so I got to do like a weather report, you know? Yeah. This is KCRHT, Kansas City's public media. I'm Hartzell Gray. It's 1218, and I have to then insert, you know, whatever. And I then have to remember that these people actually are looking to me to do a public service. Like, I can't do a weather dealio you to know, these people. I was actually... Sweating bullets. Driving home from work the other day, and there was something really crazy backed up on traffic so i was sitting there skipping through my radio you know going back and forth Mm -hmm. and i was like oh let me go to kcur let's see if hartzell's saying anything about this nope i gotta get better because this is gross and we're gonna be doing this for i guess a while a while boo tonight five degrees wind chill like negative degrees y'all be be safe be careful we got a story we got a story about this in the news we got a warming center for those who need it tomorrow 15 degrees and cloudy and wednesday we'll we'll talk about it on wednesday but they're saying snow kitty that's your weather dealio a waning crescent moon for those keeping track at home your weather dealio this is your kc I kind of got that note for this. Yeah, kind of sort of. I was a little pitchy. We're all taking these L's. Here is what I have processed so far. Is that in a wild and crazy year that may or may not have even deserved sports, our guys got a chance to represent what I think is the greatest city in the whole world on the grandest stage of them all. And for that, we can be proud. We didn't get the result we wanted, but... The, the pride of the heartland for two years running has been the top of mind in the sports world. That's eyes on Kansas City, baby. That's eyes on us. Eyes on you, the KC Morning Hose, and that's a good thing. So go Chiefs forever and ever. Or go insert new name for the 2021-2022 season. Kansas City football team. Love them. What, third quarter? Kitty, we both just kind of had that look, you know? You kind of start sinking into the couch a little bit more than you thought. Yeah. You ate a whole cheesecake. A whole cheesecake. I was sad. <laughs> I feel like we kind of had this coming, though. Like when Homeboy gave Tyreek the peace sign, you know, that was a, that was a microchasm of a lot of things. We have been flexing so, so hard, Kansas City. Just flexing nuts left and right and letting everybody know about it. Just shooting straight from the hip. And when that character gets knocked down a, a few pegs, it's always super satisfying when you're on the other side of that and you understand the, the situation and you know you just got to eat it. You didn't use that blinker to merge and you almost caused a wreck and you can't say a thing because you know, yeah, yeah, that's on me. There is a certain kind of feeling to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just kind of got it. Take it off the chin, right? I hate losing. I hate rejection. It feels like if we screwed up again tomorrow, you know, it wouldn't even be a competition. They, they just got us on a bad day. They got us, you know, with a team that is not at full strength. Again, I'm making excuses, but I think I'm allowed that. You know, we're back-to-back AFC champions. We're going to be fine. I think that's also a part of this feeling is knowing that, you know, ugh. All right, cool. We see you. Game recognized game. Salute. We'll get you next time. I feel good about that. But I'm glad a- you do, but I'm salty as a mother. 
<laughs> we're going to get people, too. They're going to want to come and play for us who want to be a part of this, who want to play for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we'll be fine. Well, and we're getting baby Mahomes soon. You know, that mm-hmm. should hopefully up his game. You can't underestimate that either. We'll want to win for the little baby girl. The PR team is just salivating over this. Yeah. There's a filter on Snapchat and it's where you can put your face in their ultrasound <laughs> shot so you can be baby Mahomes. Amazing. I took, I took one. That's going to be our show pick for the day. Oh, so that, we should both pose in it then. That's hilarious. Absolutely. All Twinsies. Right, I love Britney though, because she, she claps back and you know, on Twitter, they're letting, they're letting Britney have it. She, uh, she, she dishes up a good fight. She dishes it out too. She can yeah. take it and she can dish it out. I mean, she's got mommy rage. So like, there's no stopping her now. I don't know why people are trying to front. This is not the time. I this would is not, not the time. Have you seen her rock? Like she could. She, she owns could a team now. She, she owns a team owns now. A She's team. got an army. And that power rankings, if we're going Game of Thrones style, Brittany is, I mean, she's like Lannister status at this point. Well, I don't know what that means, but um, like the groundhog said, uh, winter is coming. <laughs> well, I guess now, Kitty, we have to get on to more pressing matters. And this means a lot to me because you know my decor. You know, I have a, I have a bit of a aesthetic very curated i know the gimmick i know my character I, it's a mix of uh, rick flair meets the rock you know the fanny pack is a bit of a trademark i got hoops now too thank you for those by the way slash you got the whole like wanna be jake from state farm thing going on for you too thank you for bringing that up jake from state farm who i can claim i think as a homie we Does tweet he follow back and you forth. he didn't need to follow me he's a busy man but what i do know is that whenever I tweet at him... What's his real name? Does anyone know? Jake! Is he's that... from State Farm. That's all that matters. Don't dig in. Don't do any research. He is Jake from State Farm. He is Jake of House State Farm. All right? And we're buddies. And you saw that commercial last night. Look, guys, I don't even have a stand-in. Of course you do. Hold on. Is that Drake? That's right. Drake from State Farm. Like, like a, a good, good neighbor. neighbor. Like, like a, a good neighbor. neighbor. Stand-ins don't have lines. Oh, okay. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So by the transitive property, I'm homies with Drake. That's science. Science, kitty. I told you to quit doing research. Why are you digging into this? Just take this as gospel, all right? Now let's get back to my question, because I'm concerned about this. Another big part of my aesthetic are jeans. Not just any jeans, but they are skinny jeans, and I make them look good. I've seen your doll. I'm staring at him right now. It's not a doll. It's an action figure. Thank you. 3D KC. I'm to make him smooch on my Barbies. Are skinny jeans still cool? That is my question. Hey, what do you think of these guys? <laughs> my God, Frank. My God. You look ridiculous in dude, those. Dude, why are you wearing skinny jeans? Because they're hip. And I want to stay young. Well, stay old, bro, because that looks terrible. Dress your age. I like them. I think they make me look sexy. <laughs> I am getting a tremendous amount of enjoyment watching you parade around in those things. So I say keep them. Yeah? Yeah. It's like a Humpty Dumpty vibe going on with those. So, Kitty, I need you because this study focuses specifically on Gen Z. Gen Z has been asked, yo, are skinny jeans still cool? Excuse me, but I'm an adult. I'll go wherever the hell I want. Well, you don't belong here. We're the social media generation. Bitch, we made social media. Check your facts, fetus. Uh, do you like even understand the for you page? Do you even understand a 401k? No. What does that have to do with anything? And the preliminary results are in and they are uh, a bit concerning for my wardrobe. Gen Z has apparently turned on the skinny jeans. They prefer the bigger and baggier style jeans. They say skinnies are out. Again, I lie on that very fine line in the middle. I don't know what you call us. But I still like skinny jeans, but I also like to wear my pants a little looser. You do. Now, my younger sister, she is four years younger than me. She wears nothing but like the big baggy jeans with a belt. Like she will literally buy a pair of jeans that are three sizes too big, throw a belt on it and just just doesn't care. Me? I like them to, you know, hug my little butt a little bit. I got a little booty. I want to show it. And the skinnies help accentuate that. There will become a time, Kitty, where I'm not going to be able to rock a 27-inch waist. All right? That's not going to happen much longer. I know. I ate an entire cheesecake last night. All right? I know where this is headed. It's not great. Let me have this, Gen Z. You said the avocado toast is out, so I can't be healthy anymore. Well, when you start getting that Humpty Dumpty vibe, then I will get rid of your skinny jeans. But until then, you rock on. Hello, my dudes. 
Although I do think you could pull off. What is going on, my dudes? I think you could pull off bell bottoms. Absolutely, I'm going for the '70s vibe this summer. I told you. Yeah. Like the skinny, the skinny polo with the bell bottom style. I really think you could rock could bell work. bottoms I, or flares. I think I can make that work. But right? boot cut is not you. I can no. I can see you wearing boots with your flares or your bell bottoms, but not boot cut with boots. No, sorry. All right, Kitty, you ready to do this? You feel a little bit better? Yeah, it's got us fired up. I'm ready to go. Yep, let's hit it. Monday, February 8th. Let's do the news. In other news, this city needs its news. News team, assemble! Mm. Let's go, let's go. My name's Arthur. That's Kitty. This, this right here, this program. It's Casey Morning Show. Asking you once again. We are once again asking you to please subscribe to the KC Morning Show. Alright, that's okay, that, that was, was not it wasn't a great Bernie and it was a bit of an Obama Bernie, but it's got potential and that's the best that's the best I've ever done that. Okay. So for that, ladies and gentlemen, the KC Morning Hosts, you've gotta subscribe. You've gotta leave a rating and review because that's never gonna happen again. I'm I'm legitimately very proud of myself right now. We needed a win. Consider that Kansas City are a win. I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. Whew. Kitty, you ready to go? Fired up. COVID! 267 new cases of COVID-19 and six new deaths are being reported in the nine-county Kansas City area tonight. COVID-19 deaths in Kansas are up 206 since Wednesday. That includes a six-year-old child from November whose death certificate was finalized this week. The child becoming the youngest person in Kansas to die from COVID-19 during the pandemic. Some more bad news. I know we've got the vaccine. It's here. We, I saw there's like 8.7% of the Missouri population has received it, which that's that's good. That number seems super low, but good on the 8.7. Uh, but this stuff is still, this is still such a live ball. We still don't really know what we're doing. That poor little girl, that sucks. And I just saw this weekend, uh, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services said in a statement that the variant of the virus that was first identified last fall in the UK has been confirmed in a person who lives in Marion County, just northwest of the St. Louis area near the Mississippi River. Missouri side now. It was on Kansas last week. Now it's here in Missouri. The Missouri Health Director Randall Williams said in a statement also, state officials are working closely with the local public health department to ensure that proper quarantine and contact tracing protocols are being followed. Literally, as we were just getting ready to hit a record, I got an email that said I qualified to get signed up to get vaxxed. I'm like, yes, let's go. I was ready to go. Foolish. I know, right? To get my hopes up. Why? Why in this in and this new said, normal? Who gets your you hopes said, up? You said, Kitty, times? why haven't you signed up yet? And I I looked at the link you sent me, and it was very confusing because again, the numbers, the colors, the letters, the counties. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was all very confusing. Well, I clicked on. The email. Yeah, tell me how that went. Clinton, Missouri. I live in Kansas City. I know. I I saw Clinton. We gotta get that fixed. I saw that as one of the places for the vaccine, it's the only and I place thought right now. that's it. I was like, Hartzell sent me the wrong link. This ain't it. I ain't going to Clinton. So even then, I'm like, okay, I'm an Eagle Scout. We went to Clinton all the time. We had some campouts there on the way to Osceola. I have family in Clinton. I'd rather not drive by. It's already filled. So why? I mean, what's the point? First come, first serve. You didn't click on that link fast enough. They sent it to me when it was already done. Yeah. Stupid. Plus, Clinton? Gotta, oh, gotta, man. Gotta fix that. Mike, what are you doing, man? Governor Mike Parse. Reelected. By a wide margin. Whack. So whack. I want to get vaxxed. Not whacked. Last night, Kitty, obviously not the result we wanted here in Kansas City for the Super Bowl. But, you know, we had a contingent out there. KC Faithful saw a few, saw a bunch of them that didn't have a mask on, didn't love that. But from what I heard, everyone still seemed to have a pretty good time, and now they are headed back home. It's been good overall, you know. It's, it's been good overall. No complaints, you know. Like I said, we came. Hey, everybody, somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. At the end of the day, we did ours last year. Tampa got it this year. That's another season next year. Super Bowl next year, Kitty, is in L.A., and I got a bunch of couches we could crash on, including my twin yeah who may or may not let us stay there but it's still an option hey he recently followed casey morning show on oh, instagram so right. i like to think that zachary would let us crash on his couch he better yeah if we make it a three-peat 
going back to the Super Bowl and then back again. He did post a picture yesterday out on some hike wearing a chief shirt. Of course, his face wasn't in it. You could barely tell, but it did, he, did, he did at the Chiefs. So. Of course, he's hiking. Well, yeah, why? of course. Just can't sit home like everybody else. Got to be in top physical condition. Asshole. He was wearing jeans. Skinny? No. Your brother does not wear skinny jeans. Doesn't have the ass for it. His butt is on his IG. I've seen it. (laughs) It's my brother. Let's talk about it because we have to. I got a lot of homies in the sports world in Kansas City who who don't think we should be talking about this. It's none of our business. And part of that is true. It shouldn't have been our business, but it kind of is now because of the players that involved. And that sucks. That's just the world we live in, which is why it is so encouraging that, you know, the community in the city has started that GoFundMe for this girl in that car wreck that involved Andy Reid's son, who, you know, is a part of the coaching staff for the Chiefs. You know, our taxes help pay for the Chiefs. It's a bummer that these super private moments sometimes can't be kept private. But unfortunately, I think we're just kind of past that point. A five-year-old girl named Ariel has been identified as the child in critical condition following a crash involving a Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach. According to a GoFundMe, Ariel's mother went in to help her cousin who ran out of gas near I-435 in Stadium Drive after 9 p.m. Thursday night. Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed, the son of Andy Reed, crashed into both vehicles on the side of the road. The GoFundMe page says Ariel, who recently turned five, suffered swelling in the brain and bleeding around her brain as well. A KCPD spokesperson says she remains in critical condition. So this is incredible, though. The updated number, I just saw it now, over $314,000. That's awesome. The story is terrible. And I imagine the details are only going to get worse. So I guess just be careful how we frame it. But yeah, this is a story that we have to talk about. This is Andy Reid's kid. And that adds a whole different layer to it. But if it was just some other person on the staff, it's still a story. And you cannot tell me that that is not on that man's mind as he's coaching the game. You can you can pretend it wasn't. And say you can compartmentalize this and that. But he's a human. And if this goes super, super sour, which we pray and hope it is not this way. But like if it does, that dude's going to jail for a long, long time. Hope it doesn't get to that point, And we hope everything goes as well as it can at this point. Just don't drink and drive. Yeah. God. Yeah. Listen, my hat goes off to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the job that they did. I know I haven't had a chance to address you uh, since the accident happened that my son was involved in. My heart goes out to all those that were involved in the accident, in particular, the family with the little girl who's fighting for her life. Um, and listen, I, it's a tough situation. I can't comment on it uh, any more than, than what I am here. So the questions that you have, I'm gonna have to uh, turn those down at the time, but just from a human standpoint, man, my, my heart bleeds for, for everybody involved in that. Kitty, it's cold like dangerously cold and you know we have such a housing and homeless crisis in the city we talk about all the time Uh, so if you know anyone or if this is you and you need a place to stay there are warming centers that you can go to there are warming centers and stations available across town today ride kc will have warming buses this morning at three locations here they are the east village transit center the mission transit center and the independence transit center the kansas city convention center will be open from 6 p.m to 8 a.m for anybody experiencing homelessness and needing a warm place to stay, that center has 150 beds available. Let's go national, Kitty. Boss man Biden, see if he's going to pay us. Where them stimmies at, man? Well, that $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan is a step closer to happening tonight. House and Senate members have approved the framework needed for Democratic majorities in both chambers to pass that bill. The package includes $1,400 direct stimulus payments. It extends enhanced unemployment benefits through uh, at least September. It also sends help to state and local governments. The bill has more money to pay for COVID vaccine distribution as well. We need to target that money so folks making $300,000 don't get any winter. Less than 10% of the money that is appropriated in this piece of legislation actually goes to vaccinations and shots. 
It's 9%. So that's all hat and no cattle. Okay. Congressman Jason okay. Smith represents Southeast and South Central Missouri. The president's plan heads to various committees next week with Democratic leaders saying a final vote could happen before jobless benefits run out in the month of March. It's going to be a big tab at the end of this that we're going to have to pay. And that's fine because I don't know if you've looked around, but we, we have a lot of shit to fix. They honestly should be paying us every month, like in the thousands of dollars. Yeah. If we're being honest about it. You're still waiting on that 600. And they're saying now on the Missouri side, they're trying to have people who uh, got paid unemployment to pay it back because they weren't supposed to. Like, that's the issue here. Like that, of all the things we need to worry about, that is what we want to fight about right now. A record number of people applied for unemployment in 2020. The state is now reviewing applications a little closer and deciding they paid some people they probably shouldn't have qualified. Now they want the money back. I thought unemployment was supposed to like help you. Instead, they're wanting me to pay back money that I don't have. Meet Manny McMiller. Like many people, he stopped working in late March. Gyms closed down. We closed due to COVID-19. And um, at that time, um, I had no other source of income. So I decided to file for unemployment. He's now back to work, but being told he needs to pay the state back more than $8,000, which kept him afloat. That state and federal unemployment, he doesn't have it. And then are you worried about this trashing your credit if you don't? Yes. Yes, I am. And I'm also worried that they're going to garnish wages in which I don't have. They're going to keep. I just don't know what to do. The fight doesn't stop just because Trump is not in office. Like, we need somebody right now to yell and scream about this because they're going to find more and more loopholes. You know, they're going to try to get us in taxes if they think that they overpaid us. As we are still in the midst of a pandemic. Also, we were promised $2,000 checks, not $1,400. That equals the six that we were supposed to have got earlier. That's not what they told us. Why are we botching this? Uh, see, see, look, I thought I was off the soapbox. I got I to gotta climb back down. How are people Levels supposed to pay this back? My dude can't. Exactly. Wow. We're both still on the soapbox. Look at us. Here, I'll help you down. There's multiple levels of this thing, apparently. Layers like an onion. And I'm crying. Yeah. Kitty, what would you think about the weekend? I thought you did pretty good. I loved it. I thought it was a really good show, to be we honest with you. We were singing along the whole time. So the reviews were the reviews were mixed. I think more towards a positive side now that I take a look at it. The weekend emerges from the shadows at the Super Bowl halftime show. All right, so that's a positive. The weekend glides through. He got lost for a little bit. That was hilarious. Oh, the Associated Press review. Yawn. Is it Monday yet? The weekend bores at halftime show. What did y'all watch? Oh, here, here we go. Deadline. The weekend scores a touchdown and his performance. You liked it, right? I loved it. I, mean, I loved it. I mean, what am I saying? Dancing. I loved it. What are you saying? I loved it. Now, he is somebody who has gone from the skinny route to more of the baggier pants. I love the entire fit, though. Those shoes, you need a pair. And I thought I the shoes. But those scary um, masks, I didn't like those. They were scary. It's kind of cool. I did not enjoy that well at first they, i thought they were actual robots yeah me too then when a few of them started like kind of getting out of their square i was like oh god the ais are alive i was so relieved when i saw like some yeah. skin i was like yeah. thank god because man like all this infighting we've been doing it's just been a waste of time because it's already like it's over oh someone tweeted out pepsi halftime show and all the songs are about coke that was good for a guy that claims to be canceled, uh, Josh Hawley has made quite a few TV appearances, and uh, now he has a challenger. Scott Sifton, he's a former state senator here in Missouri. He has thrown his name in the hat on the Democratic side. She said, thank you. Thank you for fighting for me and for my wife. As it turned out, I happen to know her wife. And I said to her in front of the entire class that it is my honor and privilege and pleasure to fight for her and the hundreds of thousands of Missourians like her. So that was after one of those all night filibusters. Missouri trying to impose, you know, gay restrictions like Missouri tends to do. And so he helped stop one of those. And that was one of the speeches. So stop restricting our gays. Did I phrase that wrong? I feel like I phrased nobody that. puts Gaby in a corner. I think the best part of the Super Bowl, if we're being honest, Kitty, had to have been that streaker on the field. Yeah, that was good. My dude showed some cheek. People were screaming, take it off. Second down, 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. 
pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Okay, it gets a little aggressive there at the end. I got another Zoom hack for you. On TikTok, they're now sharing ways that you can see who is checking up on you on those Zoom calls. Like, who's creeping? What do you mean? Do you be looking around? At people? Yeah. Oh, nuts. Oh, so you do. Well, duh. So my roommate has a theory for finding your crush on Zoom. Go ahead. So you know how if you're in public and you see someone yawn, then you have to yawn. Well, on Zoom, you can't see if anyone's looking at you. I mean, they're just all looking at screens. So if you yawn and then someone else yawns. They were looking at you. It worked. We've all done it. We can see what cute boys are looking at us. It works. You know, when your teacher has those impromptu questions of who, who he or she wants to go to next, if he's spotting you, might give him a quick yawn. Maybe you want to go first. Maybe you want to knock something out. To be honest, I'm sure everyone is looking at me because throughout the entire class, like, I don't know what to do with my face. <laughs> so like when the teacher's talking, I just sit there and I'm like, yeah. Do you look at the camera or do you look straight ahead? Both. I do both. I'm always looking everywhere. All the YouTube people everywhere. say you're supposed to look at the camera. Yeah, at the camera. But like, I'm also sitting there like, mouth go upside down. How many blinks is too many? Furrowing my eyebrows. Like, yeah, just sometimes I get really up close and at the camera. And then I'm like, oh, they can see that. Well, now just give them a yawn. Give them a yawn. Whenever, you, when in doubt, just break them off with a yawn. Smile and yawn. That's your new, your new thing. Smile and yawn, baby. Smile and yawn. Yep. You're listening to the KC Morning Show. Greetings, hearts on. Search the force. And a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. Sean Edwards, your Fox 4 film critic, your KC Morning Show film critic. Sean, we need you. Man, there was something inside me last week that said, Hartzell, don't kill flicks on Friday. Just just push it to Monday. And look at this, Sean. Movies on a Monday. We need you now more than ever. Distract me, Sean Edwards. Last night, man, I watched this horrible movie called The Tower Inferno. It just all burnt down. OJ could not save us. <laughs> it all burnt down to the ground, man. What do we put on, Sean? Because there's a lot of sad, sad Kansas Cityans right now who are going to have this window between, I guess, now and, uh, what, royal season where they don't know what to do. They got nothing but stuff to watch, but we need direction, Sean. Give us that direction. <laughs> if you're waiting on the royals, you're going to be sadder. <laughs> That's why you have to relish the good when it happens. How about I ask you this question, Sean? What are you enjoying right now? Oh, man, my favorite movie I've seen uh, all year is uh, Malcolm and Marie, new one on uh, Netflix starring Zendaya and John David Washington directed by Sam Levinson. You are by far the most excruciating, difficult, stubbornly obnoxious woman I've ever met in my entire life. I f love you. Oh, he's so sensitive. He's romantic. But he's sweet, right? Well, I mean, yeah. When he's not being an emotional f***ing terror. Oh. <laughs> I love the way you see the world, Marie. Now, Sam Levison and Zendaya work together on the HBO TV series, Euphoria, which is brilliant. The unique thing about Malcolm and Marie, my man, is this movie was written, this movie was filmed, this movie was edited all during the pandemic. How the story goes, Zendaya picked up the phone and called Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria, and was like, yo, I'm bored. Let's do something. So they got together, and they were technically the first film production crew to shoot during the pandemic at the height of everything during the early summer of 2020. And the movie they came up with is Malcolm and Marie, which is it's brilliant. It's, it's for the grown and sexy. Uh, the only two participants are Zendaya and John David Washington, but it, it never gets dull. I mean, the writing is like if Iceberg Slim and Maya Angelou had an illegitimate child. Ooh. That's what we're going with oh, that. Sean. And if you're not familiar with Iceberg <laughs> Slim and Maya Angelou, please Google. He really laid out how flamboyant and how fly this lifestyle can be. Was held in regard like an athlete or entertainer. It's a tough sport. I'm telling you, see it. 
man. It's like, oh, okay. Because this movie does, okay. it feels, this movie, Sean, it feels hot. Like, this feels like something I need to have a cigarette with after I get done with it. Because it oh, just feels like not, it's steamy, not, not you know? A, not a cigarette. A, a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and some brown liquor. It's intoxicating. It's punishing. It's beautiful. It's fascinating to watch. It's hard to watch. It's basically a two-hour-long argument. I mean, the premise of the movie is John David Washington is an up-and-coming film director. He just had a movie premiere for his latest film. He goes in front of the audience and thank you, thank you, thank you, and forgets to thank his girlfriend, who is Zendaya. And then the fireworks begin once they arrive back home. And they just go back and forth and back and forth. But it's, it's, it's all very cinematic. It's, it's all very poetic. Uh, it's shot entirely in black and white. It all takes place in one house. But because of the clever editing, it works. It never gets dull. It's punctuated by some terrific needle drops with some of the best classic R&B songs ever recorded. It all works. This is sophisticated watching. You know, this is uh, this is a little this is upper echelon type viewing that will probably not be for everyone, but for the people that get it, they're going to love it. For the people that don't get it, they're going to hate it. Go watch Emily in Paris instead. Zendaya, she is on top Yo, of the world. She's I, having a moment, right? I mean, so fire, man. Like, you know, she won an Emmy for Best Actress in a Dramatic Series. Not many black women have ever done that. I think she should get nominated for Best Actress for this role. I don't think it's going to happen. I would vote for her. It's a brave performance. It's a fierce performance. I know this movie was surrounded by a little bit of controversy because they're like, well, John David Washington, 36 years old, and Zendaya is super young. Zendaya's 24 years old, people. She's a grown-ass woman. A 12-year-old age gap between a man and a woman is not that big. Let's just keep it real. So that controversy was just a little, like, I hate manufactured controversy because no one was tripping when Bradley Cooper starred opposite Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. Mm, Do the math. It's about the same age difference. I mean, there's a TV show on now called WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Paul Bettany is way older than Elizabeth Olsen, and they play husband and wife. So I, I thought that was, like, sort of ridiculous. I think people just think Zendaya is a lot younger because she does look young. And I think she's still stuck in her, you know, people still view her from the Disney Channel. But she's grown. There, there, there's plenty of 24, 25-year-olds who date men in their 30s. This is not new. This is not foreign. So I, I don't know where that was coming from. I just thought this was an overall this adult movie. It's very creative. And the fact that they pulled this off during the pandemic gives them bonus points. But I love this movie to death. Uh, it's one of the few movies where I actually went on Fox and gave it five out of five popcorn bags. Oh, we got our yeah. KC Morning Show meter here, Sean. It's hot, warm, yes. or cold. So and I guess this is scalding hot. Super hot. Scalding hot. Blazing hot. Hotter than hot. Hotter than July. However you want to look at it. It's on fire, baby. Fire emoji. It's, I guess, awards season-ish. I don't know how we're doing this, man. It's awards season. It's not going to be as fun as previous years. There are not going to be any red carpets, and there are not going to be any after parties, and all the shows are going to be pretty much virtual. So that's not a lot of fun, but they'll still happen. Uh, the Golden Globe Awards recently announced their nominations, and apparently the Hollywood Forum Press, they do not like stories about the black experience. But we're not surprised. They do call themselves the Hollywood Foreign Press, but none of the members are from the continent of Africa. So for them to actually get and enjoy stories about the black experience is not to be expected. So moving on. Now, we also, to counter that, had the NAACP Image Awards. NAACP stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So this is a black folks show. The nominees for Outstanding Actress in a Television Movie, Limited Series, or Dramatic Special are Ajanu Ellis, The Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere, Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You, Octavia Spencer, self-made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Tessa Thompson, Sylvie's Love. In the greatest year of black women in leading roles, they proceeded to nominate the five worst actresses you could nominate for a woman in a leading role, which makes zero sense because there was no Zendaya nominated. <laughs> There was no Rada Blank for the 40-year-old version nominated. <laughs> there was no 
Andre Day for the U.S. versus Billie Holiday nominated. So um, I don't understand. So apparently we're dealing with a situation where all award shows suck. So there you go. <laughs> the award shows, do they still carry that weight they used to anyway? No, uh, not with the general public because most people still don't watch. So that's see, I still enjoy them. Down. I'm somebody who still watches, you know, pretty much You're all the minority, of them. though. I am a minority. Okay. People are beginning to care less and less about award shows, which is why we took a different route with the celebration of black cinema. We call it the celebration of black cinema. It's our third annual event, uh, Critics' Choice putting this on. But what's special, uh, in addition to our honorees, we'll get to that in a moment, is this time, the event, which was seen in sort of a, a private uh, transmission earlier in the week, is on television. And we're really excited about this. It's playing all across the country. And, Sean, that's due to your idea and your efforts. Because it's not an award show. It's actually more like the Kennedy Honors, where we just honor a specific set of people in movies. It was produced by the Critics' Choice Association, and I executive produced the show. Uh, we did a virtual premiere last week and it is it's airing on all 197 next star stations across the country including wdaf as soon as i get the day and the time i will let you know we're real proud of that man it included a performance of the year award for chadwick bozeman which we're really proud about that we also made a donation in his name to the academy gold program which is a program that provides an opportunity, particularly for Black and Hispanic future filmmakers, to sort of get a jump start into the industry. So that was big. That's great, man. Uh, John David Washington and Zendaya received the Next Gen Award. Andre Day got a special award. And the uh, Career Achievement Award went to my man, Delroy Lindo, who starred in Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. So it's a lot more to... Uh, John Legend performs, Andre Day performs. It's a really cool deal. I actually posted the link to the virtual experience on my uh, Facebook page. I think it's still alive, so you don't have to actually wait until it airs on uh, Fox 4. But uh, yeah, we're real proud about that. This is the third year we've done it. It's the third annual. Unfortunately, it's usually in person, but this year we had to go virtual like everyone else because we're still dealing with the pandemic. But uh, it was a great show, and uh, we're about to make an announcement soon that we're going to do a celebration of Black TV this summer. I will post the link in the show notes because I've seen some clips it was a dope show man y'all did a good job appreciate that man that's the breakdown of what's new as you're trying to get over the chiefs i'm sorry i really couldn't help you <laughs> with anything too upbeat but you also got to update on all these award shows for better or for worse and you got to see what's going on with the celebration of black cinema which has its origin all the way back here to kansas city you were still processing like everybody else i'm gonna give you some more time as well because we're gonna chat on friday and you'll have some <laughs> more stuff for us i'm gonna have some some pick me uppers man because man that was that was that was uh Night. Let's Man, do this. How about this? I how did. about we do? How about we do TV? Since we have more time now to figure something out, so let's do TV. Let's definitely do TV. I definitely want to talk about Wandavision. Let me watch Wandavision. It's a really, it's a, it's a really unique show. That, that that may help pick you up a little bit. Excellent Man, that game last night. Man, woo. Talk about agony and pain. I see you out there blocking them haters, man. I figure you could be, you know, maybe be on the O line and actually block some folks well, so man, that Pat can throw the ball. I actually, I actually, I actually played in college. I just, I'm, I'm just not like NFL level, man. I almost wanted to put the pads back on last <laughs> night because I was waiting for that Disney movie moment, man. Because that if we would have made the comeback, I'm like Disney's gonna make this movie. It's gonna be amazing. I think we all just figured it was gonna happen until it didn't happen. It's hard to beat Tom Brady. That's the movie. And the ref. Sean Edwards, your Fox Sports film critic, your KC Morning Show film critic. We're going to chat later this week, brother. All right, my man. Sports. Let's do a sports thing. I'm happy you can put your thoughts together, Benny. Where do we? Wh what happened, man? Wait a minute. I I thought we were under the impression that I don't have to be a professional when I come on the show. I, I got like half my shirt off. Like I got you know my pants are torn. At some point, you start throwing stuff at the TV, right? Because that was me right around I don't know second quarter. I don't know if I threw anything at the TV. I I, I kind of understood what was happening in real time. It was yeah. a team that just. They, they were out of the moment. I just think we weren't on the same page uh, as, a, as an offense in general. Um, we weren't – I wasn't getting the ball on, out on time. 
Uh, the receivers were running were running routes, um, not to exactly where I thought they were going to be at. Um, and the offensive line, they did good. They were, they were good at sometimes, and sometimes they 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 let guys through. And uh, when you're playing a good defense like that, you got to be on the same page as the offense. And we weren't today, um, and that's why we we played uh, uh, so bad. Think about every sort of chief storyline this year. You either have like we're going to flex on you, we're going to show our dominance, and we're locked in from start to finish, which is sort of the Chiefs teams that you saw. Um, in the, in the last three quarters against Buffalo and the team that you saw throughout most of the first half, then you saw throughout the second half, the chiefs team that was like, all right, we're a little bit sluggish, you know, they're not looking great. And all of a sudden they turn it on when they need to. And those are the chiefs that won those games, but didn't necessarily cover the spread. And, and this is the first time you really saw a chiefs team all year that just didn't, it, I, listen, they, they had some bad calls and I, I don't think anybody objectively can look at that and say that those weren't some bad calls against them, but you can't cannot also objectively say that the bad calls lost them the game. They just were not the Chiefs. Like, Mahomes did not throw a touchdown in that game. And, and there were all sorts of elements about this team that just didn't feel in sync, that were locked in, that the rhythm that they had had for all throughout the course of the season was there. I, I think Mahomes not having his core offensive line was a big issue. I think his toe injury was a bit of an issue. Like, there's all these different factors in play, Hartzell, and I think at some point, the team that always found a way to dig deep and pull out a win, they just ran out of gas against a team that had won three consecutive road games, that was playing with an enormous amount of confidence, and it also has the, the greatest quarterback of all time on their side. Like, it's just, it was a wide variety of factors that they simply just could not catch up with, and I think that's what ultimately led to this. It was just a bad had time to have their worst loss of the season. They didn't get it out of the way early. They had been avoiding it for so long, and it just ultimately culminated in that. It was good, I think, to see the majority of Chiefs fans throughout their different social media enterprises feel like this was a really productive season. Think about where we have been three consecutive AFC championship games, get a Super Bowl in the middle of it, losing to the greatest quarterback of all time. We will be back. Keep in mind that it doesn't always work that way. A lot of people thought Drew Brees would be back. A lot of people thought Aaron Rodgers would be back, and it hasn't happened. It, this this feels different. It feels like there's more coherent uh, plays together. It feels like the talent is still there, and I do think that they will be back, but uh, I think it's also another reminder of, of how limited these opportunities can really be. That O-line, man, I mean, I mean, that's that was hard to watch seeing pat folded like an accordion man that was the saddest thing i've seen in a long time as someone who's a bears fan i've watched you know inept quarterback play with a bad offensive line and you still saw some brilliant quarterback play like some of those throws like that that throw i think he had two back-to-back where it was an incomplete pass where he was just sort of like being completely turned around heaved it up and then the final play that was the one where he was actually in like full-on accordion where he was basically about a foot off the ground, heaving the ball up, and it went right off the face mask of Daryl Williams. The like, man that was to me parallel was... to the ground, Benny, when he threw that. It... Again, running for his life. Mahomes got it away. Incomplete. White knocks it down. It was intended for Daryl Williams. He was parallel to the ground when he threw it. That's unbelievable. And get it there, and it actually hits him in the face mask, and Mahomes knows that was a chance. Hartzell, it's one of the most... It's one of the most incredible throws I've ever seen. And, and people got mad at me on Twitter for, for saying that it was hyperbolic. Like, oh, you should watch Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has made some amazing throws. He has not made that throw. That is a throw that, if it hits Daryl Williams, we're talking about that in a David Tyree type of way. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe not the biggest type of difference because that was a play that you know helped him win the Super Bowl. But maybe it sparked something. You know, some, football has momentum in it. I'm a numbers guy. I'm an analytics guy. But it, it's also hard to you know, realize the, in the moment that like when confidence confidence changes for a team it's relevant and teams start to buy in and it, it, it clicks you know players talk about it constantly that it means something to them so you can talk about the numbers all you want but that does impact a play i have to wonder whether or not something clicks at you know in that moment for them with that type of throw with that type of performance like all of a sudden something wakes up and it just it just never happened Hartzell. and i, I think it, it was really a, a bummer to see just because the magic was still there in a sense it just couldn't it just couldn't capitalize on it so help me out here benny because i'm trying to think of parallels to other teams or other situations 
that we can make you know references to here i i love the nba especially old school stuff so i think maybe like the 2003 lakers you know they had like that all-star team kobe and Shaq and uh gary payton and carl malone for some reason uh but they lost to the detroit pistons this team was so good showtime mahomes kelsey had a hall of fame season tyreek everybody they're gonna have those records and it's gonna go down in the books but it's not gonna have the same story you know it's not gonna have that same punch to it and again benny maybe i'm off here completely is there any other comparison that you can think of for this team or you know this moment I will, first of all, that Lakers team is really, really interesting. I would maybe contend against it is because it didn't feel like they were, you know, signing top tier guys sort of in that twilight of their career to try and make it happen. Like you, there was still a little bit of writing on the wall with that Lakers team. And, and I still think you're looking at this Chiefs team is sort of more of the beginning of their story as opposed to sort of the middle or end of that story. Right. You know, like remember Kobe post Shaq, you know, had this whole new, you know, whole new perspective to him. And, and it, it changed the dynamic. So, like, that was just a different part of their story. I, I think with this Chiefs team, the, the story that you get is, like, like I, I think about the about Tom Brady's losses in the Super Bowl, right? Like, he's won Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls, he's played in ten. The three losses are absolutely a part of his story. The two losses to the Giants and then the loss against Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. If Patrick Mahomes goes on to win several more Super Bowls, of course we'll remember this game. But, like, I, I think it'll be viewed as sort of like a, a positive moment in his career. Yes, you know, maybe Mahomes could have had, I don't know, six Super Bowls instead of five or, or four instead of three. Whatever the number ends up being, I, I think Chiefs fans were, were sipping that Kool-Aid a little bit. And, and rightfully so, Mahomes had never given them a moment to doubt. Think about that. In, in, the, in the four years that he has played for this organization, like, quarterbacks have bad games. And even in the bad games Mahomes had... There was always that sense of oh, he's going to win it. Like there wasn't that sense of doubt. It was like, well, maybe this is a little bit too much to overcome. I mean, four or five minutes are left in the game, Hartzell, and Chiefs fans are still thinking if there's anybody that could pull it off, it's him. And so I think maybe he lost a little bit of that in the game yesterday, whether it's you know no fault of his own or not. But the reality is, is that I, I still think this will be a part of his story. And you know, you talked about the Chiefs, you know, having the motivation to run it back. It's very difficult to win back-to-back Super Bowls. The Patriots are the last team to do that, you know, almost 20 years ago. And, and then I also think you you worry sometimes about teams making it to the Super Bowl and not winning and then having struggle to get back to the postseason or get back to that point last year. No, I, I don't necessarily worry about that for Kansas City. I think talent level is too high. But, I mean, if you're looking for any sort of piece of motivation to use into this season, man, you've got it right there. And, you know, the, the, the transcendent level of the quarterback is just too high to the point where I worry about them losing any sort of focus or any sort of issues heading into next year. So what do you think, Benny? I guess this is part of the fallout. You know, we got to say goodbye to some guys. We got to look forward to next season. What are the big offseason moves that we got to be on the lookout for as we head into next season? I think you're going to have to try and, and, and figure out a little bit more about your offensive line over the course of the draft. And, and they, these guys did a really nice job together. I, I think they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, right? Like, you know, they, they might want to try and figure out what's next you know, at the future of wide receiver. Obviously, you locked up Tyreek. You know, you still have Kelsey under contract, Mahomes, Chris Jones. Like, they locked up the, the really important guys. Uh, with the NFL cap situation, uh, and it's going to be a little bit higher than most teams anticipated, but they're still going to have to make some tough decisions. And I'll be honest with you, Arthur, like, if I if I had any idea of sort of the plan and general direction that they were going to go in, I, I, I'm not sure what to tell you. Like, I, I really don't know how they plan to evaluate it. So do they get rid of Damian Williams because he wasn't here and it's and run it back with, with Clyde and let him be the future back? I, I assume that's going to be the case. I think Williams kind of played himself into a new contract, uh, and everybody remembers how good he was in the postseason. He didn't have to repeat himself, and now he's got fresh legs heading into next year. So uh, that might be a, a piece that ends up going. Uh, you know, maybe they have to, to make some tough decisions on, on both the interior uh, line and, and also on the defensive line. You can't really completely run it back again, but the core pieces are there. And you just hope, especially with Travis Kelsey approaching 31. I mean, Gronk made some, some great plays. He had two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So he made it count when it mattered most. But every year, Travis Kelsey's gotten better and better. And at some point, like that body is going to start to wear down. And you just hope it doesn't happen for, for many more years to come because he's been so instrumental. Uh, to that offensive success for the team. So it'll be fascinating to see how this offseason ends up looking. What's their record now? Mahomes one, Brady two or three? I think it's two to one. 
but it might it might be three to one. But I, I'd have to double check on that. I know I know Alex Smith got Brady a couple times during the during the Patriot days, so I think it might be two to one. But don't don't quote me on that. It's not like we're doing a radio show or a podcast. <laughs> we'll get back. Paddle tie up the record, and then it becomes an open discussion for who's the greatest of all time again. We just got to get there. Back you go. To that. <laughs> we got to get back to that point where we can have an open discussion and we can speculate blindly. Right now, the stats are on Tom's side. Parcel, we've been talking for like fifteen minutes. Like, have we not learned anything? <laughs> it's seven to one, man. This is gonna be really, really hard. Even still, even as we take our L, we are still doubting Tom Brady like a bunch of ass. Benny Heisler, Sports <laughs> Illustrated's Benny Heis, my brother. I'm going to have to have you just talk us off the ledge this week. Tell me that it's still a good day in sports Kansas City world. Oh, it's a great day. Think about it from this perspective. Like, you have a quarterback that, even in a loss, did some of the most incredible things you've ever seen against the greatest of all time. Like, that's what it took to take this guy down. They'll be back. And yes, it's fleeting. And you might be down now, but think about where you were and think about where you are now, and that should put a smile on your face. Pat Mahomes is going to have dad strength on top of actual Pat strength. That's right. So we'll be fine, y'all. I ain't even, I ain't even worried. My man's going to have that baby bump. By, by the way, like over under in, in his press conference post-baby, like if we were setting odds on on sort of when when somebody's going to ask him like the typical dad, like what's more difficult, you know, learning an Andy Reid offense or changing a poopy diaper? <laughs> like you know that you know that is coming. Literally. <laughs> pun, pun intended. <laughs> track no outs to go the royals have won the 1985 world series the kc morning show kitty how you feeling you feel any better yeah we talked it out a little bit yeah now we can rebuild you break them down kitty to build them back up that's what, what you gotta do what are we gonna do now what do we do with our hands what do we do with our hands hopefully no more god chops they played the song as like our intro to walk out we have to fix that for next year can that be actually maybe top of the list if we're not gonna get the name can we at least get a plan on oh, the song we are getting the name i feel like by next season yeah you, you think it's that soon i think it's happening i think you're right well i guess maybe we're not done decompressing yet are we kitty where can people find you curled up in a little cozy ball um on the internet at Holy Hearts. You can get me at Hartsel965. Get the show. Talk to us. Rate and review. Hey, people have been sending me messages. You've been so nice. Casey Morning Host, you're the best. Shout out to my man Cam. It's been a while. Gotta go back to the OGs. James, it's been a long time. I don't I don't I don't usually do shout out radio, but you know, when they tell us we're pretty, you gotta do it. You got anybody? You gotta love on your people, kitty. You got anybody? Cheyenne has been dope as heck. If she's listening girlfriend we gotta send cheyenne a mug right i'm gonna she send played, her a mug she, she played my bingo she played the i don't game. know if you guys played bingo but i did it brought that into fruition and someone actually did it they did they they had a winning bingo card good for her that's what's gonna take kansas city it's gonna take all of us together as a unit what a unit now getting out of this together cheyenne can listen to the show mm -hmm. sip her casey morning joe oh wow and uh oh wow you know, go about as she goes. That's all I got, Kitty. That's all I got. That's it. My name's Hart Celeste Kitty. Still a good day to be a Kansas City, and I think so. It's a very cold Monday to be a Kansas City. We'll see you in the, the morning. Casey morning show. Bye. Bye. Freeze warning. Ten and two.